Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Frank Wolf, he's taking the morning off, getting some rest. Tom Prince and Francis Beck, WNY Athletics, they're here, along with our resident troublemaker, Roger Weiss. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Ah, there we go. That's the only way to start a Saturday morning with a good old morning, y'all. Uh, shout out uh, to, uh, to James Rodriguez, old uh, buddy of mine who uh, I ran into at a, a football game recently, former neighbor and former uh, colleague at North Buffalo Little League Football. So shout out to James. J-Rod? Mm, yeah, okay. We could say that. Why not? Uh, let's see, guys. News and notes. Francis, you have won the toss you have elected to receive. All right. We're going to start with my Ken Maurice Bulldogs. The Lou Reuter Memorial Scholarship run is going to be Sunday, October 14th. Uh, the cost is $20. It's going to be 10 a.m. start. Uh, you can sign up. Uh, there's also a race run walk, $20. Uh, head to runnersgroup.com. Are you and, running? Uh, no, 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 I'm past my prime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Past his prime. You hear that, Raj? He's so old. <laughs> I know. He was put right there with Markwell. You know, <laughs> I mean, I was just going to say, if he's old, what does that make Markwell? <laughs> hey, June 2016, I retired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Francis, this sounds like one of these bets coming up. This could be a nice little bet here coming up. Frank just makes all these bets up. <laughs> he just says things. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. And then another event at um, Buffalo State College next week. The football team is having their first ever game under the lights at Coyer Field. And Buffalo State's going to celebrate. They're going to have a first ever all-alumni reunion at um, uh, beforehand at the new Alumni Center at 3.30 p.m. Ooh, maybe Johnny Augustine and Ken Kaz will be there. <laughs> the cost is $10 a person for football alumni. Includes a game ticket, duvers, and a cash bar. Uh, that's followed, of course, by uh, the game at 6 p.m. Contact uh, the Buffalo State Alumni Office or Tom Kohler of Buffalo State Athletics. Did so Nate I'll Geary be... play quarterback for Buff State? Who's that? Nate Geary. Our produ- uh, I think so. Personality here? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. 
I'll take your word for it. I really don't know. You should take my word for it. Yes, yeah, so that'll be a big event. They're very excited about that. I'll be there up in the press box uh, covering the game for the record. Uh, so if oh, you're looking for some the Saturday night. Record. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for some uh, Saturday night football, check out that next week, 6 o'clock, Hoyer Field. Cool. Definitely. Raj, what do you have there? Just for the record, he did not win the toss. I won the toss and elected to defer. Oh, okay. Thank so you. defer. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention the record. Are you talking about the uh, publication at yeah. Puff State? Yeah, yeah, the newspaper. Well, take a wild guess at who got his start in photography at the record at Buff State. Let me guess. Does he shoot photographs for the Buffalo News? Bingo. Did he play high school football at Springville? Bingo. Would his name be Harry Skull Jr.? Yahtzee. (laughs) (laughs) I win, I win, I win, I win. Yeah, I want to thank the people at uh, Springville High School and also... Those on the committee for the Glenn Pop Warmer Warner Annual Hall of Fame induction. Uh, I got to the game early enough last night. They had the carpet they have uh, that goes over the track. They got a brand new uh, artificial track around mm-hmm. the football field, so for the football players, spikes don't right. dig into yeah. it and all that. Uh, I looked at the young lady and I said, "That carpet doesn't appear to be red. Where's my red carpet?" She says, "Oh, it's red." I says, ma'am, I just had cataract surgery. It's not red. Well, it's probably black cherry, black raspberry in the sun. So, I, you know, that's what I'm guessing. Uh, that Raj, would be the, never argue with women over color. That was the superintendent. Her name is King Kim Moritz. Treated me very well. Cool. And also at uh, the uh, induction afterwards, uh, a shout-out to uh, Kathy Krasman. She was more or less the coordinator of that whole mm-hmm. uh, ceremony, uh, along with Harry Skull. Uh, and by the way, uh, he played quarterback, linebacker, place kicker, punter, his four years, two on JV and two on varsity, 29-3. and three. Wow. That's not too shabby. No. And I would be remiss if I didn't also give a shout out from the class of 82 to Ann McMahon Johnston, three-sport athlete, was inducted, as well as from the class of 1990, Mark Vasiluskis. So congratulations to those three SGA grads and to their induction into the Pop Warner Hall of Fame. Outstanding. And thank you, everybody there last night. It made my night just grateful awesome awesome now tom prince i understand that you have some like amazing news that you're about to drop on us let me get the popcorn out (laughs) let me get ready for this one fasten your seat belts this is pretty big all right so first of all let me let me just piggyback and say congratulations harry that's awesome very well deserved couldn't happen for a nicer guy so congratulations to harry one quick announcement before i get to it I also have a pancake breakfast to announce. I don't see any pancakes. Um, Yeah, I wish it was here right now. Um, But the Orchard Park Varsity football team will be having their own pancake breakfast at Applebee's on Union Road in West Seneca. Cost is $6. And the date is October 14th from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And the actual, um, they will actually, the players will be serving the breakfast also. 
So you get a chance to, hey, have an Orchard Park player serve you? Come on. Pretty neat. Right? As long as yeah. you don't get a receiver who has a tendency to drop passes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then you can contact. Don't drop my Dutch baby. <laughs> Anyone interested can contact Lisa Sharp, 716-228-1632 if you want to get tickets to that. Uh, October 14th, that's a Sunday, I believe. Yes. You're so, quick, Raj. So there you go. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> if you think I'm quick, that, that doesn't bode well for you. <laughs> All right, Tom, here All we right. go. So here's the, here's the two big announcements. One, everybody knows that I've been doing this now for a little bit with baseball to recognize – as many student-athletes that we can in the baseball community. I've been doing it now for a while, and it's time to take it to a next level. Um, but as we do that, we also need to honor some of our past that help us get to where we are. Right. So the two people we're going to be talking about honoring today, the first one is Don Colpoise. A lot of you may know as the former uh, baseball coach at Canisius College from 1977 to 2001, also holding the school record for for 325 wins. Uh, he retired in 2001. His best season at Canisius came in 1994 when the Blue and Gold posted 28 wins and secured the first MAC regular season championship. Don Colpoise has done a lot in this community as oh, far absolutely. as baseball goes. He's been a part of the Western New York uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. He's been part of all-star games in the past. He has been a staple here in Western New York. Also instrumental in helping bring um, professional baseball back yep. to Western New York after their hiatus in the 70s. And he was a general manager with the Bisons yes, from 1979 to 1984. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. So, so the first man you're going to hear me talk about in a second. The second one, a lot of you may know the name Bob Barros, uh, former Orchard Park head yes. coach. He right now is one of the... He is the leading record holder in wins in Section 6. Listen to this record. Bob compiled a 643 and 242 rec career record at Orchard Park and led the school to seven uh, Section 6 championships and one New York State state title in 1998. So over a 39-year head coaching career. Um, and then he was actually inducted into multiple Hall of Fames. From Timon to Orchard Park to the B Buffalo uh, Sports Hall of Fame and also the Western New York Baseball Hall of Fame. Here's what I think. I had talked to um, to Don Colpoy's son, Don, right, same, uh, same name, Junior. Excuse me, Tom. For those of you listening who are not familiar, uh, both of these uh, uh, gentlemen are now at that uh, grandstand up in the sky. They are no longer with us. Uh, absolutely. And... and I will tell you, here's one of the best stories I heard. These two were also lifelong friends. In, a, in other words, Don even called them best friends. He said they'd be on the phone every single night talking baseball, talking everything it was about baseball, and you couldn't get them to stop. Well, here's the announcement. We will announce the first ever Colpoise Barrows Cup, which will mimic what the Conley Cup does for football, we will now be doing for baseball. So we have a player of the year now for baseball. Well, we will honor athletes every single week and then also have a dinner to, to with the final 10. We will be bringing them in for a player of the year for the Colpoise Barrows Cup. I love it. So Absolutely it is, love it. Great job, Tom. So very, very excited about that. That's the first announcement. The second announcement, we would like to currently honor 
our number one wins coach in Western New York, who is currently right now as far as uh, currently still coaching. So as much wins as currently coaching who just eclipsed the 600 uh, win mark. Mm. That is Chuck Sen Sr., who just eclipsed 600 wins himself this year, this past year. We are going to hold the, senior, the Sen Sr. All-Star Game for seniors at the end of the year also, where on one side of the field will be Chuck Sen Sr., on the other side of the field will be Chuck Sen Jr. <laughs> so oh, a junior senior game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another way to look at it, right? So um, juniors rule. So we will now have the the opportunity for the seniors to get one more game in after the state championship, and uh, we'll be able to honor seniors in a game where we could also honor right now our our winningest coach, currently active winningest coach in Section Six. Tom, quick question on that. Are you, uh, for the date of that game, are you under the same restrictions? Uh, for example, when we have a senior game in basketball, we have to have it by a certain date. Yeah, we've got to get it done before the school's out. It's, uh, okay, so you're under that same yep. guideline. Okay, thank you. Because I would hopefully, and Frank wants me to do it. I don't know if it's feasible. I'd like to do something similar to that for the uh, girls' softball. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But, but at least is not only are we going to now – recognize more student athletes than we ever have in baseball. We're also going to honor some of our past and current coaches that have got us here along the way. That's outstanding. Now are you going to, uh, we're going to do announcements every week on the show. We're going to post them on online, things like that. We'll do the same thing. Very similar. Like I said, I want this to be very similar to what you see with the Conley cup, right? We'll have various people that'll be honored each single week could be 10. I mean, usually you see with the Conley Cup, it's for the most part about 10. Sometimes it gets a little bit more if this happens to be one of those weeks. Hey, we saw it the way the season starts out for baseball. There was how many perfect games, how many no-hitters that came out of the gates early on. There may be multiple reasons to recognize somebody, and then they will be put into that announcement from week one all the way till the, till, till the time we hit the playoffs. That's so cool. Great job. Uh, let's see. Next Friday, October 5th at uh, 6 p.m. at Lewiston to Fire Hall at 1705 Saunders Settlement Road. Niagara Falls Junior Football Club will be conducting its meat raffle. This is the big fundraiser of the year. It's a lot of fun. If you've ever been to a meat raffle, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of great packages there that you can bid on. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock. The raffle starts at 7 that's at uh, Lewiston Number Two Fire Hall, seventeen oh five Saunders Settlement Road. So uh, head on over there. Or go to nfjfc.com for more information on the two thousand and eighteen meet raffle. We'd love to see you there and help support Niagara Falls Junior Football. All right, guys, let's get into the scores from this week. We'll start off with. Thursday night, Bennett beating Lancaster 42 to 35. Hutch Tech over Lockport 54 to 34. Canisius beating St. Joe's 34 to 28. Eden slash North Collins 22. Tonawanda 20. Albion 28. Springville 14. Newfane 35. Alden 8. It was Akron 27. Roy Hart 18. Maple Grove over Gowanda Pine Valley 16 to 8. 
Randolph slash Frewsburg defeating Allegheny Limestone 50 to 20. Chautauqua Lake 39, Portville 21. Salamaca 14, Cataraugus Little Valley 6. Southwestern 50, Olean 20. Pioneer 63, Luport 7. Amherst blanking Frontier 20 to nothing. West Seneca West 40, Jamestown 14. Niagara Wheatfield got by Kenmore West 28 to 21. Ken East 26, Sweet Home 12. Star Point 62, Will South 33. Merivale blanking Lakeshore 62 to nothing. East Aurora slash Holland beats Iroquois 16 to 7. Dunkirk over Hamburg 30 to 6. Climber Sherman Panama 33, Depew 6. West Seneca East 15, South Park 6. And McKinley beating North Tonawanda 40 to nothing. There are your scores from last night. Now, you got uh, Francis and Tom, you guys were at the Depew game last night. Uh, you, were, you guys were live on WNY Athletics. Uh, what can you tell me about the game? Well, we had a chance to see the number one Class D ranked team and Climber Sherman Panama, and they pretty much showed why they have the number one ranking, uh, a school that's almost twice the size of their bed numbers, and you know they really took it to Depew. Now, Depew, granted, uh, is 0-5 on the season, but uh, they showed they really had some talent. I was impressed with Garrett Hinsdale. Of course, Derek Eklund had a strong game, wearing down on that Depew defense, and they really made a statement that they're, te- they're forced to be reckoned with. Eklund Beatman, that other uh, Michael Beatman, also uh, unbelievable. It's like a two-headed monster running back they have over there where you'll see is one will run one play and the next play is going to the other running back. Um, definitely, and it, I made a big deal of the game last night that the, the difference between the play to me was the line play. Uh, Climber Sherman Panama was just, you could see from the field, you could just see the holes open up for these running backs, and they were taking every advantage of it. And then you got a quarterback like Hinsdale, who then was hitting uh, hitting his receivers as well as his running backs because they use them as receivers too. In stride, it was, it was a tough game for Depew. It really was. The only thing I thought, which I didn't like uh, to see at the game, was it was marred by more... Uh, personal foul penalties that I've probably seen in a game in a long time. Um, was it players just losing their temper or or uh, just over-aggressiveness? I, I think it was over-aggressiveness, but, I mean, it was really over-aggressiveness. After the game, we you know we heard complaints from both sides uh, of kids doing stuff in the piles is, in essence, where we heard it. Because every time there would be a pile-up, that's when you see the the fight happen right after the pile up. So something was always happening in the piles. And unfortunately, they decided to end the game with about a minute to go, uh, because there were some extracurriculars, and I think the officials decided, you know, it's better to wrap things up before before anything it gets, gets worse. too far out of hand. Yeah, I say I hate hearing about stuff like that. That stinks. Especially in a non-league game when you don't have to worry about point differentials or some team trying to get over twenty or under twenty. It was probably the right decision. Oh, no uh, doubt. Yeah, not a no rivalry doubt. game either. I, I mean, I don't no. understand. Uh, but uh, aside from that, though, I guess to me it would be similar than a year ago when uh, Evil Frank, uh, a.k.a. Franklinville Ellicottville, came up to JFK on a Saturday afternoon and handed it to JFK. So the D schools aren't necessarily that inferior to the C oh. or the B schools. And uh, I guess, uh, well, I'm sure... Uh, you know, cheese, sausage, pepperoni are the real deal. I mean, what they did to Maple Grove early this year, 55 to 20, yeah. to Maple Grove, that's 
They're good. Just making a statement. They're good. Sure. And uh, I do notice in the class state rankings, and you take that with a grain of salt. Oh, I do. But uh, Maple Grove is the fourth ranked team in the state, and obviously CSP is number one. Yep. No, they're uh, quality teams down there, no doubt about it. And they came up and proved themselves. Um, like uh, I, I interviewed the line after the game, and I, and I said this was a difference because normally when you look at a Class D school coming up to playing a Class B, size is normally the biggest difference is what you say. Yeah, Frank would probably be the nose tackle on yeah. most of those right. you know, so, so you Francis, sit there, excuse me. <laughs> so you sit there and you look and say this. I'm going to look at line play. I want to see what your line does, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Because it they usually have, is the difference in football. Well, well, again, some teams can overcome it. They've got athletes to overcome it at times. Sometimes speed will overcome it. Sometimes yeah, make a quarterback. Zone block and, Absolutely. Sure. This was, no, the line is stood up and completely shut down the running game of DePew. The only way DePew had a shot is when they went to the air. Pagano actually went to the air. That's when they finally started moving the ball to Pew. Unfortunately, it was just pass, 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 and that's when the interceptions happened. Uh, Thursday night, I think the one game that obviously a lot of people were talking about, Bennett and Lancaster. Uh, Bennett uh, pulling the upset, if you will, and uh, stopping Lancaster's how many game unbeaten streak in Section 6? I, I can't remember. Kind of it, 20 20 yeah, it was 24-28, right? It, yeah, it was definitely in the 20s. He, Coach Rupp is in third year. Uh, it's in his third year since taking over. Well, it had to be yeah. 26, right, if, if it's two years. Uh, well, no, 13 and I maybe 11. So that'd be 24. Two years would be 20, right? And then you had four more, so 24? That's right, 10 weeks after the 10, 11th week is uh, not Western Yeah. Or, excuse me. So, I mean, a tight game. Uh, uh, kudos to Bennett for coming out on top of that, uh, obviously making – uh, their point and they're putting their stamp on things that uh, that they're a team to be reckoned with. Twenty four straight games. Okay. Yeah, and I guess four touchdowns were called back for Bennett by penalty. Yeah, there were a lot of holding penalties that really you know held back Bennett, and I, I think they said Perry to Jay Perry to Jay Perry had probably four hundred yards, and a lot of it was taken away because of holding penalties. They were they were justified. Uh, but you know that just shows the athletes of this uh, that he is, and it shows the resiliency in a Bennett team. You know, after taking so many penalties, to come back and be able to win it really in the final minutes of the game, and then as soon as they got that lead, their defense just came to play. Not but, to mention, excuse me, I'm sorry. Sure. Not to mention maturity. A couple of years ago, a couple of touchdowns called back because of penalty, and they would have lost it. So I think. Uh, Steve McDuffie is doing a heck of a job, you know, from himself right on down to all the players. Look, okay, let's don't worry about the last play, worry about the next play. And my hat's off to him. And, you know, when I saw them against Clarence a couple weeks ago, that was kind of a concern. They were holding, but there was also a lot of personal fouls, which he spent a good 10, 15 minutes after that Clarence win. That was a big win, too, talking to them about discipline, saying we can't do that stuff against Lancaster they took care of the personal fouls. There were still some holdings, and they were able to come away with a win because they were able to come together at the end. So what's that do, do on the grand scheme of things for uh, uh, AA, Raj? Well, as of now, they are in first place. Orchard Park, 3-0 uh, and in league standings. They play, who do they play, Will North? North yeah. They, uh, big win. Uh, Orchard Park has to run the gauntlet now. They have... Uh, 
their three wins were arguably against the, I hate to use the expression, three of the weak sisters of the league, but the less talented in Niagara Falls, Lockport, and Hutch Tech, at least in terms of win-loss record and all that. They have to run the gauntlet. Clarence has to run the table if they want to go into the playoffs. But right now, Bennett is sitting pretty. And how's Lancaster position? I mean, well, right now they're four and one, second place. Uh, they, yeah, they have wins over Will North and Clarence, and you know, so you have the tiebreakers in terms of Will North. I mean, it's going to come down to Orchard Park, Will North, Orchard Park proving uh, can they stay unbeaten once they face you know, one of those top tier teams, and then if they can, it's going to be where will the one, two, three fall? Today will be a barometer, I think, for Orchard yeah, Park. no doubt about it. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at some of the other games around Western New York. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kellen-Jerry, along with Francis Beck and Tom Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. We're talking about the games from last night, and during the break, well, before the break, we, uh, Roger kind of and you guys kind of broke down with Double uh, A where we are with that Class A. Holy cow! <laughs> Throw up a grenade and see uh, see what happens. Uh, it's it's anybody's ball game, I guess. I went to uh, Wheatfield Ken West game last night, second game that they've played under the lights at Wheatfield, and uh, they also had can drive night. So Nick and I brought canned goods. To donate and anybody that brought canned good got in for free. Pack crowd, uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, the stands filled there and a pretty good game. I, I like what I saw on both teams. Listen, we've all talked about it. Jordan Parks is a difference maker. Holy cow, can he run? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, I mean, he really has made a difference to that team and uh, is the reason why they're in the mix right now. Next week's him gonna, and their defense. You know, next week's going to be their, you know, could be their defining moment, right? Yeah, I mean, them taking on West Seneca West next week is going to be a game. West Seneca West is a monster right now. Yeah. Uh, I remember, uh, I can't remember what, if it was before my injury. So we were goofing around with uh, Rich Sanders saying, you know, how are you going to re- replace uh, the seniors that have left? And said, like, we'll be fine. Yeah, they are. They're doing great. And it's and so gonna, is West Seneca East. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be important for Weekfield to uh, try to keep that a competitive game because I think uh, we were talking about, we're not sure exactly how it's going to go down, but it's going to come down to point differential in some way. And if they can keep that a close game, that's going to go well, go well for the Falcons. Talking about West Seneca West, how about West Seneca East? This past week in the large school polls, West Seneca West was number one. West Seneca East was number four. Number two, Lancaster lost to Bennett. Number three, South Park lost to West Seneca East. So that would probably imply that West Seneca West and West Seneca East are going to be one and two this week. Think about rivalry. I was just going to say. Oh, my God. Oh, my thunder. West Seneca East and West is going to be, uh, uh, you know, battle of the ages. You're going to have uh, Tonawanda looks like they're going to be competitive against or could be competitive against North Tonawanda. Uh, and Kenmore East yes. looks like they're going to be able to, uh, you know, hang, hang in there with Kenmore West. So yeah. it's going to be a fun rivalry weekend. Hey, and I'll, you, go, you and I'll go back to what I've been saying. 
saying for years, why are all the rivalry games on the same night? Same well, game. not all of them because uh, one played last night with uh, Canisius beating St. Joe's. Yeah. Okay, but you got like, you know, that's why I like Chicktawaga or Cleveland Maryvale. They go right in the first part of the year. So at least your people in that area, they can see both Cleveland Maryvale and Maryville, uh, Chicktawaga Maryvale. But uh, anyway, number one, number two, you know, in week seven at West Seneca, if you want to go to that game, you might want to go to Connors for a fish fry beforehand across the street. I assume that game's at West this year. I maybe I might be jumping the gun. Is that uh, east? I'm not sure. Uh, they normally do I believe switch it's at it. East. it is a switch normally. Up oh, at East, then you got a long walk from a Connors parking lot to West Seneca. <laughs> so, is the fish fry that good? Where it's worth oh, the yeah. walk? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you though, there'll be a lot of debate about those rankings because Bennett's going to have something to say whether oh, they sure should they be will. up there. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now. Um, if Orchard Park comes out with a win over Will North, has got to be up there as another double-A undefeated team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week and how those rankings all play out because there legitimately is, between the two West Senecas, between the Dup, there's, a, there's multiple teams that are legitimately competing for that number one top spot. And, Anthony, uh, God, I guess I have to confess, uh, Terry and I went for a... Uh, for a garbage plate Sunday oh, night. Oh, you knew I. Oh. And uh, well, you know, we figured the line mean. would be at dinner time would be you couldn't get near the place without an hour wait or something like that. So as long as we were going there, we stopped off at the Arondequoit uh, uh, at Victor football game. Mm-hmm. Boy, that Class A Far West Regional at Clarence, <laughs> that is going to be to die for. You got two. Oh, Arondequoit looks really good. Victor, if you could stop the run, I think you have a chance. If they have a passing attack, they didn't show it. But Is that what? line still as big as it's always been? <sighs> See, that's the thing. I mean, when you're they, talking about 300-pounders that you're going to be going up Victor, against. Yeah. They got this one kid. He's only a sophomore. He goes with his brother, on rec- who's a senior, on recruiting visits, right? They get there and the college don't even want to talk to the one that they're recruiting. They want to talk to the brother. I mean, he's six nine. The brother guy, is six nine. Yeah, this guy is almost as big as that uh, young man that played at Lakeshore. Uh, Brave Williams, oh, Brave yes. seven foot, four hundred pounds. And he's a lot more agile. Wow! And he's only a sophomore. Oh yeah. my! What yes, are they feeding uh, them. Yes, they're huge. <laughs> not, not, not that we want to project, but definitely, I'm going to tell you. It's not going to be a clean sweep go, going with us this year over uh, against those Rochester teams. They're, they're, it's going to be a tough year. McQuaid's really, uh, yeah, there's really a lot good. Of teams Aquinas, Aquinas is always. Is no slouch. Yeah. But McQuaid, Aquinas, Class Victor, Arondequa. I mean, you just named four of them right off the bat, and that's for AA and, and A, whoever and, comes out. And don't count in uh, A, uh, Ra- was it Rochester, Wilson, Wilson, Rochester, or Rochester East? One of those two. I get yeah, that. Pittsburgh's up. another one. It's always well, a, they're a, double A. Pittsburgh, I believe, is double I, I just meant across yeah. the board on, on both. On but both. those three I mentioned were just Class A going up against, will it be West Seneca West, West Seneca East? I wouldn't count South Park or Star Point out, depending on the weather. You mentioned Star Point. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to go down that road, Tony. <laughs> Eric Chase, six TDs. Yeah, that's he's putting up some gaudy oh. numbers. You still, you still have to consider him uh, maybe the front runner or neck and neck uh, front runner for the Connolly. So, well, I, I think some of the guys have caught up to him. I mean, uh, the two running backs, uh, Dolak and uh, uh, the young man from Pioneer. Oh. 
Wow. And the thing I like about those two, they go both ways, and they're as good at linebacker as they are at running back. You know, Eklund made a strong case last night. Um, yeah. Speaking of gaudy numbers, you have a few school records broken. Cole Snyder, 17 for 27, 340 yards, five TDs. Uh, he had 65 yards and a, and a score on the ground. He broke the school record for most passing yards in a game for Southwestern. And then his receiver, Alex Card, broke the school record, broke two school records, most receiving yards in a game and most receiving touchdowns in a game with 222 yards and four touchdowns. Well, it doesn't surprise me with uh, breaking the school passing record. They've been pri- uh, primarily a running team for as long as I could uh, remember. In fact, wasn't it uh, Southwestern that went in a playoff game and I don't even think attempted a pass, Raj? No, you're thinking of Randolph. Oh, Randolph, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's still. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> once, I guess in one game, Randolph. Uh, Threw, threw three passes. <laughs> what? Three passes in one game? I don't think they threw three passes the whole season beforehand. Uh, yeah, uh, Cole, another thing I like about Cole Snyder, also a two-way player, as opposed to some of these other guys that only go on one side of the ball. Is that going to have a bearing, though, in, in Connolly when you look at uh, coming down as whether they play uh, offense and defense? If they're an impact on if both sides of the ball. If they made an ball. impact in their stats to back it up, okay. I think it absolutely will. Um, but I'll tell you, Let's get back to the star point scenario is in the pregame, I said this has got to be a game that star point had to show and they were going to put points up on the board to show that the week before was a fluke versus East, that we can put numbers up on the board. You knew this was score that was going to happen and they came through and did it. I agree. I've been sitting here saying that Chase has been the front runner for weeks, I said it. But I do now agree. There's people that, are not, that have made the case that have actually made it a lot closer. I, I, think Re- I personally like Regerman at this point. I, I, the I way agree. You have Cheektowag and Maryville back-to-back, and he steamrolled them. But I, but I got to tell you, Dolak's in this conversation now. Sure. Too. I mean, what he's done has been unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know all the stats with uh, Bennett's running back there, but I'm going to tell you, these guys are in. The, how can you not look at somebody from Bennett right now for what they're doing? Not yeah, to but men- aren't they by committee? Aren't there like three or four running backs at Bennett? I think there's one leader. The, the, though, yeah, there are the three club. or four. Run, there are about four running backs, but there's definitely one leader, and he's the kid who had all those holding calls against him. Okay. And they and the committee members there saw that, and they saw you know if there weren't those holdings, he probably could have had a school record himself and ran for 400 yards. I. I they notice those things, yeah. and that's gonna that makes a difference. Totally agree. So I mean, I think this is, re- and and I said it when I said it early on is every year we have a front runner that comes out, and then every year the the here comes the, the pack, the, the comes pack up catches the up, and and we're absolutely seeing that Cole Snyder is in this conversation too. How do we not consider Cole Snyder sure. for what he's doing? You know, I was looking back. I don't want to name names, but I think this might be a year. I I think we're gonna. I don't think all those finalists are gonna return to the final ten. Because there's so many good players out there, I oh. think somebody's going to be left out. No, there's no doubt. We said that early. We said there was probably 20 names early on before we started the season that could eventually be there. And again, I still think there's 20 stars that we're talking about all over that there's going to be somebody missing out. In any of these conversations that we have when we talk about a top 10, we're never usually debating the front eight. We're always debating nine ten that gets there over what we think should be nine ten. That's where the debate comes all the time on these. Right. Yeah. And the same thing's going to happen point. here. Good point. You know, one thing that stood out about last night is the amount of blowouts. 
if they had been close, you know, there weren't as many up until this point. Just like seems like last night somebody hit a switch and like, all right, everybody play offense. Let's go. Yeah, there were there there were a couple bad matchups this week. There really I mean, were. I'm looking when at the at... score. 62, yeah. 62. Uh, let's see. 54, 50, 63. Some impressive yeah. scores. No doubt. And, and listen, we said this. What did we say before the season even started? This is the year of the quarterback, right? We've said that. And you see quarterbacks, six touchdowns, Cole Snyder, school record, right? The uh, Maryvale game, um, Desiderio did real well in the Maryvale game. And he had like a hundred yards after like six passes. Quarter, was right. (laughs) It it was. You're just talking about you know climber Sherman Panama when we were there, right? Hinsdale was another one who did real well today. Their quarterbacks are leading some of these things, and then you've got some of these rushing attacks to add into with the quarterback, and it's it's uh, right there the recipe for points. Boy, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> I really love it. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll look at some of the games going on today and uh, you know how it impacts a playoff look. Was uh next week rivalry weekend or the week after? Week after. Week after. Week, so we were in we are in week five now. Week seven is rivalry week. And again, this goes by way too fast. Somebody please hit the brakes. Anyway, all right, we'll be back after this. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock, WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday takes the air at 11 o'clock. All right, guys, here's a question for you. What do Niagara Falls Junior Football Cobras and the UB Bulls have in common? They're both playing Army. Both playing Army in Amherst today. <laughs> Thank God for Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I got uh, got to meet Tyree Jackson uh, earlier this week. He was a guest on the WBEN uh, morning show. All six foot seven of him. Oh, my God, what a big man. Wow. And what a nice kid. And glad to, that he's representing the UB Bulls. So best of luck to UB today. And uh, I think I like their chances better against Army than ours. But we'll give it a good try. We'll see what happens. So we're at the Northtown Center, probably at about the same time that they're wrapping up at UB Stadium. So, Raj, if you go to the UB Army game, stop over across the street at the Northtown Center. Uh, you'll be able to find us easily. As we take on Army, our kickoff's at 5. I still remember two years ago. Uh, Army loses to UB and then beats Navy. And it's the first time in how many years that Army beat Navy? It was Probably. after, was what, 17 like years, yeah, I think? I was going to say 15. Right? But it, was... it was a long, long streak. Speaking of long streaks, Canisius 10 in a row over St. Joe's. That was a back-and-forth game. Actually, if you saw last night as the updates were coming in, Canisius goes out to an early lead, and then Joe's comes flying back and actually uh, ties it up at one point. And, Didn't no, Joe's, Joe's had, had the lead? lead? Wait, Joe's had the lead, then Canisius tied it back up, and then Canisius takes the lead for the win. Um, I got a chance to cover Canisius when Canisius was playing um, – McQuaid, when McQuaid came in, it came, came, I'm sorry, when Aquinas came in here to play them. And, you know, after talking to Coach, he said, we're very, very young. We're going to keep getting better and better as the season comes along. His line was a young line that was really looking to develop. 
and he was going against a line that we were considering the strength of St. Joe's, right? That was We talked about three kids early on that were potential trench trophy candidates just from the couple size. couple guys already committed D1. Yeah. They I had mean, Dottie. Mm-hmm. Dottie. So to me, you know, once you saw that line take effect for St. Joe's, you wondered if it was going to finally them going to be running, you know, starting to pull away from Canisius. Give Canisius credit. His young team has stood up and is probably their first local, you know, team that they were going to go head to head with. Canisius comes out with a win. Got to give them credit there. Rich Robbins deserves, you know, uh, a credit for for no, taking those. No, staff young kids. does a great, yep. great job. Nobody will ever question that. Uh, but uh, ten in a row in that long-standing rivalry—that's a—that's a pretty big uh, stretch, uh, if you say. And I'm sure that St. Joe's are not too happy about that. And of course, we still have a few more weeks to see where the seedings are going to be for Monsignor Martin. And uh, you know, St. Francis will have a say in this. Sure, yeah. sure. Yep. And speaking about St. Francis, they play Cathedral Prep tonight. At seven at St. Francis, so it'll give you a chance to go out there and check uh, Franny's out. Normally, you would have probably half the Conley Cup committee at that game, uh, you know, because as Jerry Smith schedules those Saturday night games when it's the only game in town. Tonight, he might have a conflict because pretty good game uh, right down the road here, uh, Chicktawaga, Lackawanna versus Chicktawaga. That's that a big be, one. Yes. Sure, uh, they are not. Uh, it's a non-league game, but nonetheless, it's a huge barometer. For the overall postseason, these two teams could end up playing each other in postseason as well. Uh, I'm debating whichever way the car goes between St. Francis and going to Chicktawaga. That's where I'll end up tonight. Uh, Yes, I have Cardinal O'Hara taking on St. Mary's today. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff. I saw O'Hara last week against St. Francis, and I was impressed by both teams. I you know, I that's that's one of those where the score was actually a little farther than what the game was. O'Hara was keeping up with uh, uh, offensively; they were able to keep up with St. Francis and able to score. They just had trouble defensively handling Jake Ritz, who's off to a great start this year. Only a sophomore. Another name in, who's got to be considered in that Conlon Cup conversation. And in fact, uh, if I'm correct, this is the week where we turn the switch on for the Conley Cup, and now we can see repeat people getting nominated at the Conley Cup level. Am I correct? I'll take your word for it. Yeah, the one. first four weeks is uh, you can't get duplicated in the first four weeks, and then the fifth week you can start getting multiple uh, nominations. So this is where we'll start seeing a couple of those you know, front runners that we've been talking about here get their second nominations, like a Cole Snyder, like an Aaron Chase, you know, if Jake does something great tonight, you may see some, and now uh, people's names come back to the forefront. You know, you mentioned this, alluded to this game earlier, but uh, it's a huge game this afternoon. Will North at Orchard Park, 1 o'clock. I'll be there, no doubt. I mean, everybody <laughs> knows I'll be covering the Orchard Park game. I'll be there doing some uh, pregame, halftime, and, and postgame uh, results. Listen, I uh, I definitely think this is a barometer for Orchard Park. Orchard Park has something to prove in this game. Will North coming off some big losses also has something to prove. Uh, the question is, who's going to want it more, right? And Will North right now, you've got to say, is coming into this game real hungry. Orchard Park better be ready. That's going to be a tremendous game. Uh, let's see, Franklinville, Elkaville at Faulkner, uh, Ca- uh, Ca- <laughs> I'll be all right. That's at one thirty today. Uh, Evil Frank's got to win this game. Yeah. Or they may be on the outside looking in for the wow. playoffs. Wow. It's that competitive. It's, um, 
Let's see some of the other games going on. Wilson is at JFK. That's a 130 kickoff. Uh, Fredonia slash Brockton is at Burgard. That's 1 o'clock. Oh, oh, oh. So uh, uh, Fredonia's a pretty decent team. So uh, Burgard's going to have their hands full today, no question about it. Grand Island at Williamsville East. There's another night game for you. Uh, that's a day game. Oh, day game. I'm sorry. I have, I yeah, I 1 o'clock. My eyes are all uh, like, ah. Uh, so, all right, tell me about this game. This is a, a game both must teams win need. for Will East. Yeah, yeah, must win. If they want to make the playoffs, must win. I Yeah, must win, just because the way point differentials are going to play out. Uh, Camp Grand Island's coming off strong. You know, they had that week one big loss to Star Point, but so far they've taken care of business since then. Uh, so I look for, you know, I think Grand Island's getting better. I think they're going to come away with this A2 division. Yeah, again, another quarterback that we could be talking about who who will put up numbers if given the chance to be able to throw the ball. And you talk about linemen, too. Grand Allen's got a nice line. They do a great job blocking. You know, whenever you look at any matchups, you've got to start off looking at line play. No doubt. In fact, it's been a theme, I think, all night I was saying last night. Line, line, not even at the game we were at, but talking about the lines. Look, we talked about St. Joe's versus Canisius. Line, line. I always believe it starts with the line. If your defensive line is going to gain that penetration, it's going to just make your life a lot easier. And the same thing in the offensive line. You give that running game any holes, and it could be a long day for you. Yeah, we were talking about that last night at uh, Wheatfield. And it seemed like both teams were taking uh, turns where the line, you know, open up a gaping hole that the backs were able to go through, or sometimes on a QB keeper or anything like that. And I think that was uh, definitely a big difference. Tony, we should quickly mention for those who have not heard, Maryvale is no longer the host venue for the uh, Cleveland Hill football team. The Cleveland Hill uh, facility is ready. They will be playing their remaining home games and. Probably at least one playoff yeah, game. Yeah, we have 2 o'clock today. They they host Silver Creek at Cleveland Hill. I'm sure there'll be a good turnout for that. By the way, uh, congratulations to our, uh, our friend Jonah Kozak, uh, Buffalo News Player of the Year, soccer player for Frontier. Player soccer. of the Week. Player of the Week, I'm sorry. Hey, one last quick announcement. Take a look at Lockport with some of their new fields. They just released their new JV baseball field. Gorgeous. Unbelievable state-of-the-art I'm hoping this is going to help Lockport out tremendously. They say that piggybacking that will be the high school field. You'll see other fields to go. Could be one of the best complexes in western New York for all sports here very shortly. Could be real big for Lockport. Congratulations, Lockport. Yeah, outstanding. All right, that does it for us. I'm going to kind of go home and uh, start off watching the UB Army game, and then I'm going to head over to Amherst and and get ready for my game. So uh, good luck to all participating this weekend. We'll talk to you next weekend with more Inside High School Sports. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.